Hello and welcome to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central, the sickest New York Giants podcast on the planet, of course. Welcome to episode 21. Going to be doing a bit of a Giants-Cowboys week 10 breakdown and why I think this is probably going to be the worst game of the season so far. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Giants Central. Incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. The sickest New York Giants podcast. It's gonna be sick. All right, y'all. Every NFL season, we got the contenders, like the Chiefs, like maybe even the Ravens this year, and we got the pretenders, like, you know, the Cowboys to throw a little shade. But now we're more than halfway through the NFL season and DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get 200 smackaroos instantly in bonus bets and baby DraftKings ain't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweeter offer every single game day. Get it on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code 6sports. New customers, again, can bet just $5 on anything to get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, with code 6sports. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.com. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET, or if you're in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. With that out of the way, going to be getting into it again. Giants-Cowboys Week 10 breakdown. I'm not excited for this game. Like I said in the intro, I think that this could very easily be the worst game of the season. There's honestly, I don't have anything, like there's nothing to look forward to in this game. They lost to the Cowboys week one, 40 to nothing at full health. Now there's no Daniel Jones. There's no Evan Neal or Dore Jackson, Darren Waller. And the team just fucking sucks overall. Like there's no other way around it. They're probably, I honestly think that the Giants right now are probably the worst team in all of football. Like I, I don't know what the Giants can really do to try and win this, but I'm going to give you guys the best breakdown as I really can right now. One of the biggest keys for the Giants defense this week I think is going to be how well Deontay Banks can hold up against a very stacked Cowboys receiving core. He played very well against Dallas in week one, despite the loss, but he's been on a really bad stretch. These last three weeks, he's given up 20 receptions on 35 targets for 306 yards. He's been targeted more times the last three weeks than throughout any of the other weeks prior. Like, that's how bad he's been. But again, there's not going to be any Adore Jackson this year. I believe concussion, uh, some kind of head or neck injury. He will not be playing this week. So it's really going to be up to guys like Deontay Banks and Cordell Flott. And someone who I was thinking about, I don't have him anywhere in my little rundown here, but I thought about right as I was about to record, what happened to Aaron Robinson? For the, I mean, I know I'd hope most Giants fans know who Aaron Robinson, third round pick from I believe two years ago, showed a good amount of flashes of like potential his rookie year, but has never been able to stay healthy. I don't know if he's still hurt or if the Giants just aren't playing him, but for a third round pick, he uh, hasn't done shit, and that just kind of goes to show how bad of a drafter Dave Gettleman is. Um, but back to the main point at hand. 
The Cowboys offense, they rank 15th in passing yards, 11th in passing touchdowns, and 28th in turnovers. A very mistake-free offense, which is kind of surprising. Overall, Dak has had his you know bad moments this year, but compared to last season where he led the league in interceptions despite missing a good amount of games, he's looked much better. And that's honestly unfortunate because the only way I can really see the Giants winning this battle defensively and giving the offense another chance to win the game, even though I don't think that the offense would be able to win, is by forcing a couple of turnovers. On the ground, though, the Cowboys are 19th in rushing yards, 20th in rushing touchdowns, and 21st in yards per carry. Tony Pollard had a lot of flashes behind Ezekiel. I mean, I, I can't really even say Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott started most of the games, but it was pretty clear that Tony Pollard is a better guy, has been the better guy. But this season, as their main running back, he really hasn't been that great. And I kind of saw that coming. I, there are always running backs like that who, like, in limited roles will play really well, but the moment they're thrust into a starting job, they just they can't hold up. And, I mean, it's not the same sport, but, like, we see stuff like that in the NBA happen all the time in a lot of other sports because there are just guys who are good for certain moments and good at certain things, but when you're, they're put into a role where they're asked to do more, they can't really show up. And, unfortunately, only because I like Tony Pollard, not, unfortunately, for the Cowboys, that's been that's been the case with him. Overall, the Cowboys offense has been pretty average this season, but I really wouldn't be surprised if they managed to drop another 40 bomb on the Giants. I will say something that will be interesting to watch play out is the Cowboys offensive line. They're still a good unit, but they haven't been like the best offensive line in the NFL. Like they seemingly have been for a very, very long time. Um on the season, they've allowed 75 pressures in 15 sacks amongst their main starters, that being Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler, I don't know how to say his last name, their center, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele, and I believe their backup left tackle's gotten a good amount of runs, so it's really that those numbers came from those main six, um, and something I really want to see the Giants take advantage of is the uh, their right tackle, Terrence Steele, who has been really bad this year. He's allowed 28 uh, pressures and six sacks alone this season. And I really expect Kayvon Thibodeau to be lined up against him most of the game. Again, last week we really saw Kayvon Thibodeau. He re he didn't he didn't do anything. He had one tackle, I think maybe one or two pressures. He was a no show. And we've seen in the past from Kayvon Thibodeau that he really has the potential to kind of explode and have a big time game after you know following a quiet week. So I'm really hoping to see that kind of a performance out of him because the Giants need him to. The Giants need both him and Dexter Lawrence to really step it up this week. I'm sure they that they will. I'm sure that they can. They're both two of the – Dexter is probably the best player in his position right now. De Kayvon, I haven't really looked. I'm not going to try and put it together like a edge rush uh, ranking system right now. Not much of a point. Another thing that I'm going to keep an eye on this game is going to be Xavier McKinney and whether or not the Giants kind of give him a bit of a decrease in snaps – because he uh, had, like I said on last episode, another week, another interesting Xavier McKinney quote where he basically said that he felt as if the Giants leaders weren't being heard in the locker room, to which Andrew Thomas came out and said that that is just not true. And then I believe Brian Dable said something similar. And then Wink Martindale came out and said that he felt both hurt and surprised that Xavier McKinney would say something like that. And apparently they both talked and they're both good now. But I wouldn't be surprised if Wink kind of came out and was like, hey, man, I'm just going to let you know that that wasn't cool. And because of that, you're going to get a bit of a decrease in snaps. 
I hope not because I really don't want to watch Dane Belton play safety anymore. I was very hopeful for Dane Belton going into this season, but he hasn't been very good. Xavier McKinney is a really tough case right now. I really like Xavier McKinney. I think a lot of Giants fans are underrating him and they're kind of acting as if he's not good. He's not a great player. I'd say he's an above average safety, but compared to what the Giants have behind him, I really don't think it's worth letting him walk or, you know, sign. I don't really know if the NFL does sign trade. I'll just say letting him walk in free agency because he might not be great, but he is solid. And a solid safety in the NFL can be the difference between a bottom tier safety and an at least good or a bottom tier defense and an at least good defense. Because especially a zone coverage type of safety like Xavier McKinney, they're not going to allow too many deep shots. And, you know, the NFL, a lot of teams like going deep. And last season, more specifically, uh, the Giants defense with Xavier McKinney versus without him looked completely different. They were getting beat deep. They were, you know, the middle of the field was getting a lot of shots thrown because guys like Dane Belton really couldn't keep up like McKinney can. And it just, again, goes to show the importance of them. It's not like uh, I'm done with Joe Shane if he lets Xavier McKinney walk. But at the end of the day, I, I really think that they should keep him. I would understand if they don't want to, because he's made a lot of questionable comments for a captain. I will say, a lot of the comments that McKinney made, while he should not have made them, they were kind of right. So, like, I get the frustration, but he's also only 24, 25, so he, 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 he's going to mature more. But now to the real depressing part of the show where I'm going to talk about the offense, and they, uh, I got nothing, man. I genuinely don't have any expectations for this game. Tommy DeVito starting at quarterback. No Evan Neal. No Darren Waller. Mark Lewinsky will not be playing or traveling with the team this game for personal reasons, which uh, I hope everything's okay with him. Um, and even Andrew Thomas was limited at practice. He's going to be playing this week, but still something to keep an eye on. The I've been alive for 20 years, and I've probably consciously been watching the Giants since like their Super Bowl year. Like That's probably the first year I remember like sitting down and watching Giants games with my dad and then obviously watching the Super Bowl. And this might be the lowest point of the Giants offense, which is uh, that's saying a lot because I witnessed uh, the Joe Judge era of Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon. And I actually went to the last game of the Joe Judge era now that I'm remembering it. And that was just an awful experience. Great. It was, you know, it was nice to watch a Giants game as it always is, but very cold, very bad game. But even then, I don't think it was as bad as it is now. I mean, the Giants offense is 31st in passing yards, 32nd in passing touchdowns, and 15th in turnovers. And this is a Tommy DeVito's the third quarterback we've seen this season. I, I just I I really just don't know what they can do. I don't think I've ever really had less faith in a Giants quarterback than I do Tommy DeVito. Maybe Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon might actually be my answer to that. I fucking hate Mike Glennon so much. That dude, I I, I seldom do I use the word hate, but like Mike Glennon was genuinely like so bad for the Giants. And I've always heard like questionable things about like him as like a leader and all that. So I've never really liked him that much. Um, and the Giants kind of have the same feeling towards Tommy DeVito than I do. They signed both Matt Barkley and Jacob Eason. And yeah, it's definitely to make sure they have three quarterbacks on the roster again. But if you know that, because at first with Tyrod Taylor's injury, 
someone said that it might be season ending. Then Tyrod came out, I think it was today or yesterday, and then said that it wasn't. But if you know Tyrod Taylor is coming back, you don't really need three quarterbacks on the roster. So, like, it just goes to show that they very clearly do not trust Tommy DeVito. I wouldn't either, but they kind of have to they have to start him at this point because if not, the team definitely wouldn't be happy with that. I but honestly, I can't wrap my head around signing Tommy DeVito to be your your third string quarterback, let alone keeping him. If you don't trust your quarterback, regardless of if it's a starter, backup, third string practice squad i don't care if you don't trust them to consistently make easy nfl reads nfl throws like easy stuff you don't have to be great but just make the easy plays and you don't trust them to do that they shouldn't be on your roster plain and simple and it's not like tommy devito's like oh a young quarterback you can develop the dude is fucking 25 like he's 25 years old he played four or five years at college what else can he really or learn to become an even backup quarterback. I I just I I don't know, man. And this Cowboys defense is one that that is not has me even less excited to watch Tommy DeVito play football. They rank 30th in passing yards allowed, 18th in passing touchdowns, and have forced 13 turnovers. So when you take the fact that the Giants are at the bottom in every passing stat offensively, and the Cowboys are at the top of every passing stat defensively you begin to see why this game could be a bit of a problem. I really, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I will say that some reason to have optimism. There's not much optimism to, to be had going into this, but if there would be, I would say that we could see a decent game from the offensive line. Maybe the Cowboys rank 27th in pressures and 19th, 19th in sacks. Then again, the Raiders also had a weak pass rush on paper going into last week and absolutely dominated on that spectrum. At least Max Crosby did. I know uh, what's-his-face, their rookie, Tyree Wilson, had his first career sack or something like that. I don't know if it was first, but had a sack, and a couple other guys ate. Um, but this week, I know... I think the offensive line is going to be full health, aside for Evan Neal, of course. But honestly, at this point... Uh, Whoever's backing him up, whether it be why am I forgetting his name right now? This is terrible. I feel like a casual. Why am I forgetting his? Okay, moving on. Whoever's backing up Evan Neal, they're probably going to be better than him. That that's the point of what I'm trying to say right now. I um another thing that really again, if I'm trying to be optimistic about this game, maybe Saquon could have a good game, but then again. The Cowboys know that they don't trust Tommy DeVito to throw. They know that Saquon's their only really good method of, of getting anything going offense. And they're probably going to be stacking the box a ton. And then when you don't have Darren Waller going into this week, what are you going to do? Daniel Bellinger is a good tight end. He's a very good tight end. I am very high on Daniel Bellinger. And he had a very good game last week. But my problem is teams don't look at Daniel Bellinger as the same threat as they do with Darren Waller. So they're going to stack the box and basically go, all right, fuck you. If you want to throw it to Daniel Bellinger, throw it, but you are not running the ball with Saquon Barkley. Like that's probably the exact kind of mindset the Cowboys are going to have because they know that Tommy DeVito can't make simple passes and that Saquon Barkley is a top running back in the NFL. So I, I don't know. The run defense ranks 22nd in, in rushing yards allowed, 16th in touchdowns, and 19th in yards per carry. So a pretty 
league average to slightly above league average uh, run defense. Uh, it's just I, I'm trying to come up with things in my mind. Maybe they can give Wandell the ball and see that he can get something in the open field. But with the lack of creativity and play calls that we've seen from Mike Kafka all season, I doubt that they can do that. The most creative set I've really seen them give Wandell this season is like a behind the, the line of scrimmage screen on the outside, which just never fucking works for this team. But yet they keep trying to run it. Again, maybe Daniel Ballinger could have a big game. I think I know we had a pretty good game against the Cowboys. If I think last season, I think he had a touchdown, but it's just it, it, this is going to be a really bad game. I always try to be optimistic about the Giants, but I'm at a certain point to the season where I'm so numb to this shit, man. Like there is just no emotion. There has been no emotion going through my my brain when watching the Giants these last couple of weeks, and it's gotten to the point where it's like. I don't want to say this is the worst brand of Giants football that I've ever watched because it, it probably isn't. I I watched Joe Judge run a quarterback sneak on our own goal end zone on third and nine, but it's up there. Like this year of Giants football is up there for some of the worst I've ever watched, which again is saying a lot. I have watched a lot of bad football teams. I've been grateful to watch a good amount of fo- good fo- a good amount of great football teams, but overall. Last 10 years for the Giants has been really bad. And this season is definitely amongst there with uh, the, the worst of the worst. There's just, there's nothing that can be done. Daniel Jones is done for the season. And even if Tyrod Taylor comes back, it's too late to be pushing to the playoffs. So at this point, fuck it. Let Tommy DeVito be your tank commander and lead us to the promised land of praying to God that Caleb Williams and or Drake may aren't just busts. I, I'm not going to even try to entertain discussions about either of those guys because I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I've watched a lot of their film. I don't watch college football. I watch scouting film like I don't I'm not a very big like it's college football. This isn't really a crazy thing. Like I'll watch like West Virginia. That's my team. I'll watch them every now and then if they're good. But like overall, like I haven't watched UNC. I haven't watched USC. I can't tell you really much about Caleb Williams or Drake May. And I'm again, I'm not going to try and act like, you know, a genius on this subject. So hopefully, hopefully whoever they draft, whatever direction Joe Shane deems this franchise as like the best direction to take ends up being exactly that, because I cannot go through another four or five years of thinking my general manager is making the right decision. And then it turns out that he's actually not because Dave Gettleman Fuck Dave Gettleman. And that being said, I'm actually going to cut things off here, but a short but sweet episode. I'd love to give you all more on this game, but really I have nothing. Maybe if uh, not Tommy DeVito was playing quarterback, I could have given you all more in-depth breakdown, but I really just don't think that there's anything that, that the Giants can do to win this game. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Click the notification bell so you're alerted every time that we release a new episode. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you all so much for watching, and I will see you all in the next one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Giant Central, on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.